You're listening to Public Safety First, a podcast to help you learn about the First Responder Network Authority and how you can be part of the future of public safety technology. And now, your host. Welcome to the Public Safety First podcast. I'm Thomas Randall. I serve as Senior Public Safety Advisor for the First Responder Network Authority for the region's six states, including Texas. Today, I'm here in McAllen, Texas, and I'm joined by Chief Ruben Ramirez of the Falfurious Fire Department. Chief, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We spoke last summer about the Brooks County Fire and how you all responded to that. And that's our purpose today to sit down and talk about some of the solutions that the Falfurious Fire Department utilized in fighting that rural fire. But before we get started, I wanted to give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the, the department. I've been in the fire service for 17 years, really from McAllen, but I was raised in, in Falfurious. I was moved there as a kid with my dad, who became a border patrol agent there. And, you know, watching him get dressed every morning as a first responder kind of sparked the interest of me as a first responder. When I joined the fire service, I said, well, I'm going to take this route. I've been there for 17 years. I've been the fire chief now for going on six years. I'm the emergency management coordinator, the fire chief, the EMS coordinator, the floodplain administrator, and uh, the 211 coordinator for the county and the city. Our fire department is, is primarily a volunteer department and the only position that's paid for the county and the city. Uh, we're consists of about 30 members, all volunteer. We have about 19 apparatuses and we cover 9,000 square miles. We do a lot of wildfire activity in our region, so that's primarily our response. We had an active fire season last summer and you guys got involved in in a pretty big fire that occurred down in in Brooks County. Can you tell us a little bit, uh, some background about what happened and, and, and what was going on with that, with fighting that particular fire? The fire, I think, turned out to be right around 6,500 acres once it was all said and done. The fire was in a very complex area, reaching over about five different properties, from large property that about 40,000 acres to to a smaller ranch that's about 300 acres. The thing that made this fire very unique is the topography of, of the location and the terrain. So we had very sandy, sandy loam surface, kind of like a sand dune type topography there. So it was a very challenging fire for equipment and firefighters to, to get it put out and to get it buttoned up the correct way. And then there was no communication. It was, it was 22 miles from the nearest highway. So access to it was very limited. And then once you did get access to it, if you had a, a vehicle or a fire apparatus that can travel in the sand, that's the only thing that was going to make it out there. Communications became a big challenge, and, and it's just because that area is so rural, we didn't have any tower sites that, that were even in the vicinity of where the fire was burning. Wasn't that we lost communications, we didn't have communications at all. That being the challenge, what was your thought on how FirstNet could provide you a solution? In the fire service, we depend a lot on radio. The only radio communication we had was on a radio-to-radio type, basically, a talk-around channel. So Mr. Champion with FirstNet, he keeps in contact pretty regularly, right? He calls me and says, hey, we, this is what we have to offer. Tell us what you need. Uh, what's going on? How's your communication on the ground? So I gave him a quick briefing on the communication on the ground. He says, I'm on my way. I got something that's going to give a temporary fix, but let's get the cow rolling to you guys. After we got the, the cow, uh, he, he showed up with his rapid deployment pack. We set it up on our communications trailer, and we were up and going. We were able to start mapping the fire. We were able to start seeing our weather conditions. We had great communication against the command, but we had no communications to the firefighters in the field. So it was pretty much a relay. We had to send scouts out to go and map the fire manually, and then come back and start mapping it with, on the laptops. And then came the cow, and that just changed everything. We started having communications all the way around the fire to the far end of the fire to the closest up to the cow. It was phenomenal. 
And it provided you that communications that you didn't have in an area where there were no communications. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. E even property owners that were driving through the area that have been hearing about first and stuff. They're like, hey, what's going on? What'd you guys do over there? We got communications over here. I said, well, we got a temporary site that's going to keep us up and running for a little while. And as we look at the, the different responders that came to support you all, uh, did you have mutual aid from, from other agencies that came in? Yeah, we had over 40 agencies that responded. We had about 108 personnel on the fire in total. So all the way from up uh, just south of San Antonio, all the way down to from Brownsville, they were on this fire. And, and they were able also to communicate with you based oh, on this connectivity? Absolutely. Yes, sir. If you just wanted to explain a little bit more about uh, what device did they send down to you? And then what type of technologies were you guys looking at? Was it mapping? Was it uh, text? Was it chat? Was it location services? You know, what, what different things were you trying to do with the technology that this, this SACOL brought to you? On our incident command trailer, we have uh, different stations in there. One of the biggest things that we needed the data for was to do our spot weathers. And we were also doing mapping. We were doing a couple star requests, our operational plans, and then our PIO. Right, pushing out information. Well, those are the, the the majority of what we needed the data for. But once we got it out with the larger device, we were able to communicate on the entire fire. So 6,500 acres. We put it to bed in two days, but then we had an additional three days of mop-up. When the rapid deployment kit was delivered to the scene, you guys were able to establish communications at the incident command right. and was limited to that general area. That's right. But once the SAT Colt arrived, it provided you enough territory coverage to, to where you could cover to all of your line firefighters. The rapid deployment kit brought our command center back to line. And once the other equipment arrived, then we opened up the line of communications out on the, on the fire ground. And that helped tremendously. We were able to communicate all the way around the fire. Our mapping software was able to track the firefighter as he mapped the entire fire. And we were able to project that to the other fires, right? And we were able to up update improvement line. We, we have a, an app where we can show the firefighters outside our command trailer has a large screen and we can put that screen up and we can manually type in where there's been fire line put in or if we need to address something, we can put that up there so all the firefighters can see it on their devices. So mapping plays a, a huge component, and so does uh, being able to look at the, the weather. And communications. The, the fire was so large that we couldn't communicate with even the talk around radios because we had no repeated channels out there. So to communicate back with the section chief and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing on my side of the fire. Can you send me a dozer this way? I need more personnel. or We're, we're going to mop up here. We're moving on to the next side of the fire. So, yeah, great communication. When we talked at, at the conference that we talked at, you, you had made a comment that uh, you really never did think that you would use something like this. Tell, tell me a little bit more about, about that. You go to training, you go to conferences, you can travel all around the U.S., all around the world, but it's when it actually happens, when you can actually benefit from it, then it comes to a different light, right? And you have a different aspect on how it all works. The FirstNet authority kind of came out about a few years ago, and we started hearing about it. It's like, okay, great. We're from a very rural community, so anything that comes up, it's like, okay, we'll get it eventually, right? This was totally different. I mean, we got to use it hands-on in the field and really opened our eyes to what's out there and what FirstNet has to offer. And uh, I think now the, the Sheriff's Office, the City of Alfurius, everybody is now utilizing a lot more of FirstNet equipment, and that's the, the route we're going as well. Is there anything out of your experience that we would need to improve on or or how is that process no I, I think everything's great after the incident it was a lot of communication with the first net team uh, that exact same question was asked you know 
what can we do to improve? What, how did it work for you? And everything went great. Everything went phenomenal with dealing with, with the FirstNet staff. I mean, it's, we can even demo products. So we can, you know, if we have to build an apparatus, we can start looking into the future with uh, the FirstNet authority. Outstanding. And what brought you to us to begin with? No, it was definitely the FirstNet authority staff that, that we have here locally. The knowledge of, of what, what was out there and what they had to offer brought us to the table and then knowing more and more of the resources that are available. And now we use it day to day. Our sheriff's office is using FirstNet. The city of Falfurius is using FirstNet. We're buying more and more devices. I'll tell you this, one of my assistants real big on, on FirstNet as well. And uh, he says, hey, take put this, let's go put this in the truck. We're going to go demo this. See, because I traveled to these rural places all the time, right, to, to meet with ranchers and property owners and discuss wildfire mitigation. And I'll go out there and I, and I came back and I said, John, let's order more of these things. I can tell you that every single department in our county and city by the end of this year will be using FirstNet in some form or fashion. Thanks, Chief, for, for taking the time to speak with us today. It's, it's been great to have you on the podcast, and we really appreciate your participation and the information that, that you brought not only to us locally, uh, but to some of the other rural fire agencies that have a chance to learn from some of the experiences that you all have had. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening today. We're excited to have you join our podcast community. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You can learn more about the First Responder Network Authority at firstnet.gov and learn about FirstNet products and services at firstnet.com.